You're listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the Elsers. Elsner is a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague, and joining me as I like to say because I watch way too many TV shows, and this, this is how they refer to me, uh, refer to one of the guys on there. Joining me is Alternative Corey, uh, Sean Burns. And before we get into the show, just let you know, you can find all of our links over at elsners.com, you know, in show notes, all that stuff. And you can find everything else Galactic Networks is doing by going to gncasts.com and a warning on Elsner's, we will swear um, and spoil things, so you have been warned on both fronts. Sean, how you doing? I am doing fantastic, Gregor. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It seems like we just talked, what, like three days ago? Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the difficulties, but we got there. Yeah, the uh, schedule thing for doing the show last week got really, really weird and um so yeah we but we got a shot eventually um but yeah so before we get into the news um we're gonna do this special bonus segment thing here um because in uh it was a couple weeks now i think um you know we lost a hero an icon for us and that um you know someone who you know some of us may have been part of the reason why they got a tattoo um <laughs> yeah, i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> it's me i surprised um <laughs> but no um we recently lost adam west and um and this this is one of those like i was flipping through newsreader when it happened um last friday i believe and i was at work and i'm just like hey um Adam West passed away and the guys who were there are like, wait, what? And and they asked questions. So, um, Sean, he had a bigger impact on you because it, like, as you were saying before the show, so do, do you want to share, share that story again? Yeah, th- this was one of those ones that when I first saw it, um, come across Facebook, I was like, ah, oh, now I gotta go check and see if this is real because, you know, it, I just, I didn't want to believe that it could be real growing up. I mean, the, the Batman series that Adam West did obviously was before my time. I grew up in the 80s, but it was on syndicated television in Philadelphia where I grew up. And it was always on at like two o'clock in the afternoon. So we never really got to see it when we were in school. So I, I have vivid memories of snow days and then canceling school. And you'd get up and you'd go outside and you'd play all morning and, every, and you know, through lunch and everything. And then you'd come inside and have hot chocolate and watch the Batman show on, uh, uh, you know, on, I think it was on channel 17 or whatever in Philly. Um, and it was goofy as hell. And it's just, and it still is. I mean, a couple years ago, my son, Kevin and I sat down and watched the, the, the old Batman movie with the bat shark repellent and, uh, Adam <laughs> running through with the bomb and the nuns and everything. And it's just, 
you know, it, it was, it was crazy, but it was so much fun. You know, there was a, a lightheartedness to Batman there. Um, yeah. You know, Batman, I think can be played two very distinct ways and you've, you've got the more serious, you know, Christian Bale-esque, you know, kind of Batman. And then you've got the Adam West and I would throw George Clooney in with the lighthearted Batman, the Lego Batman, um, you know, so when I heard that, that Adam West passed, it's a lot of stars passing don't have the effect on me that I see it have on a lot of other people, but Adam West is, is one. I, you know, pulled the Batman socks out on Saturday and wore them in memory. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's definitely this, this was one that hit me harder than a lot of other things. And, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of family guy and every time he shows up as the mayor, I kind of go, Oh, you know, <laughs> it's like, this yeah. is now you know and and the um i'm gonna read um this quote from one of his kids um because it's 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 fitting mm-hmm. our dad always saw himself as the bright knight and inspired to make or and aspired to make a positive impact on his fans lives he was and always will be our hero um so he I mean, him much like I, I heard this. I think it might have been on Current Geek, um, where they were talking about him passing. Him much like Leonard Nimoy had a this um, had this problem when they left their shows, you know, with uh, Batman and Star Trek respectively, that they couldn't really get. Um, they they got typecast for mm-hmm. a lot of different products, a lot of different pro- uh, projects later on. And it wasn't until, you know, years later, you know, probably, you know, with uh, um, Adam West, probably about the time you were watching him in syndication, where he, like, you know, just sort of like, okay, well, hey, I'm going to make, I'm going to, you know, this is what people know me for, so this is what I'm going to do, yeah. and stuff like that. And um, so it's, it's one of these, like, like, there was definitely a resurgence, like, uh, you look at the... Um, it's in the first season of Batman the Animated Series, so it was actually in my childhood in the early 90s, in like 94, I believe, where um, it was like what, the Return of the Grey Ghost, I think is the name of the episode, and they basically did Adam West's life story, but in as a Batman story. Right. And, and, and who was the voice of the Grey Ghost? Why, it was Adam West. And so you look at that and you look at it and it's like, boof, here's, you know, here's now his, this resurgence in, um, in his career from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember him doing uh, the superhero Catman on the Fairly Odd Parents. And that was yep. kind of how I got to introduce my kids to the old um, Adam West Batman was because, you know, I'd watch that show with them and he'd do Catman stuff and it would kind of allude to some of the Batman stuff. And I'd have to explain to them why that's so funny to me, you know, and then was able to show them that. And then he got the role, like I said, with family guy as mayor, Adam West. And then um, not that just what a couple months ago, they had the animated movie, uh, the Cape Crusaders return or the return of the Cape Crusaders uh, where they, yeah. The, he did the voice of Batman and the Batman was animated in the the style like of the costume that he wore back in the sixties and things. So yeah, it was definitely good to see him um, like beat said during the, uh, 
the pre-show, it, it was good to see him get the recognition for being who he was uh, before he died because not everybody gets that. And it was kind of cool that, that he at least got to experience that before he, you know, before he died. Yeah. And I mean, the, so sort of hitting at a, uh, um, a story we'll hit we'll to hit on later um <laughs> cheap plug there's a british show that i watch called uh through the keyhole with keith lemon and one of the segments that they did actually featured adam west where they went through his key they went basically through the keyhole to explain it to someone is it's mtv cribs but the person whose house whose house it is i'm using the air quotes because cribs never really use their house um it's not them it's the host of the game of the game show or panel show and it's the um celebrity panel who's trying to figure out whose house they're go they're currently seeing all these clues for from you know oh. obviously they yeah they blot they blur out the face of the celebrity so they don't know who it is but they did it with adam west and it was one where I'm like, because uh, this was his, I think, uh, Palm Springs home. And I, I, at first, I'm like, wait, um, who is this? And then they started doing clues. And I'm like, oh, it's Adam West. Like, boom. Like, they started doing Batman things. But even then, when like I saw the preview for one of them, I'm like, are they going to do MacGyver? But then when I watched I'm like, oh, no, it's Adam West. Because they did the whole, like, we have to defuse this bomb thing, you know, like a little bit. And but I mean it's one of those things like he was so good, so willing to laugh at his past mm -hmm. in a way too, which was great. It was great to see because you I mean you don't really you, you don't really see that a lot nowadays, where you don't see the people, you know, willing to let something like that go. Yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like oh no, I'm a professional and I will always be professional, and. Yeah, shit I, like that. You see so many people who, like, they just distance themselves so much from that one role because they don't want to be, um, you know, pigeonholed in. And he did that for a while, but then came around to embrace the character. He has on IMDb. I'm looking, and you know, most people know him from a, a small handful of things. He's got 193 acting credits. Yeah. Um, it was and like some of these it's like he was on you know an episode of 30 rock and spongebob and uh uh you know obviously we said fairly odd parents meet the robinsons he was in and you know he, George, was, on, he was on dick van dyke yeah it's like there's so much that that he did you know he doesn't yeah. look ever really stopped working much you know looked like he worked pretty well straight through yeah but I mean, and so I mean, I guess the thing because we're not like, and, and I, I say this like this is the way I would rather people honor me when it's my time. Mm -hmm. Don't mourn my loss, celebrate my life. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't mourn that I'm gone. Celebrate the fact that you had this small, ch this small opportunity, this small window of knowing me. Mm -hmm. So that's what I will do with Adam West. Not to make myself sound super important because, meh. but I mean, <laughs> but no, I, I get what you mean. It's, you know, yeah. I think a lot of the celebrity deaths we've seen lately has, has, um, 
has garnered a feeling like that. You know, I remember when David Bowie and Alan Rickman and several others passed, it, it was more a time to say, you know, oh, it sucks that they're gone, but let's go back and look at all the wonderful things that they did. Yep. Uh, and that's the same thing I think we're, we're seeing with uh, Adam West this week is that people are talking about, I mean, the guy always had a smile on his face, you know, yeah. when he was doing that. He, he seemed like the kind of guy you'd want to go and just, you know, have a cup of coffee with and, you know, joke around. So. No, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's funny because like you mentioned Alan Rickman and I watched when I was up North uh, a couple weeks ago, I watched uh, the red nose day special. And one of the things they had in there was the, the uh, Red Nose, actually, the Love Actually uh, sequel, where they had a lot of the a lot of the people come back to do it, and they did the uh, set it in a Walgreens, um, which I don't know if they shot it differently for the UK, but uh, the scene that originally took place between uh, Rowan Atkinson and um, and Alan Rickman, where he's you know gift wrapping the product and i'm like oh that would have been oh, if they had this idea like two years ago yeah. you know because it would have been great to see alan rickman in that role right know, re- reprising his role there too like like the, the the kid that they got i mean give him credit he did great you know he did he did great in that but still it was like that whole just not seeing alan rickman so i'm pretty sure we'll get something like that with this too like if they do um you know another DC animated movie that's set in the Batman 66 universe and you know they get a voice you know a voice sound alike to do the Adam West part mm-hmm. and then yeah yeah I'm curious what they're going to do with Family Guy for the upcoming year because as of the end of the last season he was still the mayor of Quahog so it'll be interesting to see if they address his passing yeah. in any you know yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I think I think this is the first thing that the first one that they've actually ever had to do with Family Guy, and they've got they're catching up real close to The Simpsons in number of seasons. Yeah, and, I, mean, and I know I know The Simpsons have have done this a couple times and actually did did it really well with mm-hmm. you know a couple of people that they've had that passed away. Yeah, well they they've had. They had Carrie Fisher pass away, but I don't know that they did anything with that uh, because she played the bo- uh, the voice of Angela, uh, Peter's boss at the brewery. She, yeah, and she so got, I, I think she just got, I, it's been a while since I've seen Family Guy because I don't even know if he still works at the brewery. Yeah, I th- believe so in this past season he was there still. So, yeah. and I, I just think they, they kind of just didn't acknowledge it. But I mean, Adam West is a much more, pivotal character in that show than uh carrie fisher's uh angela was so yeah because honestly i didn't even realize she was she voiced that character until you said that i'm like oh wait yeah that's right but that's also because i haven't seen (laughs) yeah i haven't seen an episode of family guy in a good long while because i in my opinion the quality has went down but again that's Mm -hmm. just that's just one nerd's opinion um Family Guy is comfort food for me. That's what I put on in the background while I'm working on writing things and doing other yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into the news. And the first news story is um, one that I picked because I love this movie. Um, and it's Hot Fuzz 2 is not out of the question, says 
Edgar Wright. Now he was doing this while um, while uh, doing the uh, some press work for his new movie coming out called Baby Driver, and you know they asked someone asked, you know what would be the um, you know what, what would he say about doing the possibility of a Hot Fuzz two, and he said I've definitely had some ideas, and me and Simon Pegg um, have even talked about it at points. But it's that thing of, do I want to spend three years of my life doing that? Or do I want to, if I have the, um, if I have the opportunity to tell a new story, would I do that? If someone said to me, if Baby Driver um, 2, if that kind of came up, it would be like, I have ideas. Um, I would never, I would never say never. And you're, you're not wrong to say that's the only thing. Or, yeah, that's that you could go do do further installments. Basically, he's saying that out of the Cornetto trilogy, um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, um, and I can't think of anything else that he's done right off the top of my head. Um, but that Hot Fuzz is the one that has the most chance of a sequel. Um, e- even something like Attack the Block, which he didn't he didn't direct. I think he was just. I think he just wrote part of it with his um, with his writing partner on a lot of the things, uh, Joe Cornish. I mean, it's like you look at all those shows, and it's you know, Shaun of the Dead ends with the zombies basically being you know integrated into society. It's just you know you make sure they don't bite you or whatever. Um, the world's end ends with um, oh god, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, I believe the alien abduction going the opposite way, you know, like, eh, no, you take the planet. Um, Scott Pilgrim isn't going to get a sequel because they basically did the, the comic book. They basically did that whole series in one movie. Right. And so there's not, I mean, you would have to go to Brian Lee O'Malley and he's moved on to snot girl over at image. And so I'm, and then, you know, attack the block. That's more more Joe Cornish than Edgar Wright. So I mean, Hot Fuzz Two does seem like the the logical choice. Um. So, uh, you said before that you haven't seen like when we're talking pre-show. Do you haven't seen this? Have you seen any of the movies that I mentioned? Um. No, but didn't he do Paul as well? Or was that um. I I believe so. I've seen Paul. Um, I have World's End. I've just not gotten around to watching it yet. Um, and Hot Fuzz is one of those ones that has been on my radar forever. Oh, I take that back. I have seen Shaun of the Dead. Um, it's so I, I mean, I, I get the idea. I, I just question is this article, uh, you know, full of how they say full of sound and fury signifying nothing? Um, because basically, it's just saying, yeah, we could do that, but there's no plans. There's yeah. You know, so I, I mean, I think I would, as a fan, I think I would be very tentative about getting my hopes up because it doesn't really sound like there's a whole lot of, you know, anything behind this, but it is, it's intriguing to look at because, you know, from what you're saying there, the fact that the other movies in that trilogy don't really leave the story open at the end in order to do it. Yeah. And, and honestly, they're only for people who are going, wait, wait, how is this a trilogy? Um, the the three flavors Cornetto trilogy, which and flavors is spelled the British way with the U after the O. Um, it's 
uses a lot of this a lot of these same actors in a american horror story anthology sense so it's got a lot of and actually the wikipedia article on the, the three fillers cornetto trilogy actually is really great because it'll point out you know this person is this 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 and all that um but no he um edgar wright didn't do paul he might have wrote or he, he might have like wrote or produced it but he's done um since baby driver he's done going backwards he's done the world's end scott pilgrim versus the world a fake trailer for the grindhouse movies the the you know the death death cab or whatever it was um he did a uh, fake trailer called don't hot fuzz um he did a tv movie called straight a and then he did um then he did Shaun of the dead and before that he did the tv show spaced so that's the only other thing that would be left open for stuff that he's already done right would be a reunion of spaced and all that yeah i have seen scott pilgrim that one i have seen so. yeah <laughs> and yeah and even then like i mean it's not exactly yeah I mean, it's not it's not something that's going to open up to a sequel no unless you just took the characters and did something completely different with them you know it's the yeah. only and honestly those characters are moved on to other things like i can't see michael Sarah coming back and doing scott pilgrim again i no. can't really see actually i could see scott pilgrim over um oh what's her name uh, mary elizabeth wednesday yeah ramona flowers yeah 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 because she's or doing chris evans mm. yeah yeah she's doing great he's doing he's doing good too i mean i'm not taking anything away from michael Sarah, but out of the two i would say um, maybe the one who starred in 10 Cloverfield Lane would be the one who's going a little bit better than um, and plus also he's got he's there talks of the a new season of Arrested Development or something like that yeah. so he'd be thrown back into that I, I think there's always talk of the new season of Arrested Development <laughs> yeah so but no, so the next story that we got is a Cowboy Bebop live action TV series is in the works. Um, so this is the uh, critically and commercially successful uh, 1998 Japanese anime series. And it's set to be adapted into a live action um, TV, uh, uh, TV show by Tomorrow Studios, a partnership between ITV Studios and Marty Edelston. So... I, I did not read the article before going into this. I do this a lot. I just don't read the articles before we do the show because you know, who, who preps for a show? But I've, I said in the pre-show that if this is a, if this is done by the Japanese, you know, like, like, and it has a lot of the same people involved with the show that originally did it, I could see this working because there's been a lot of um, shows that have come out or will be coming out that have been successful. Um, there was there's one that's coming out relatively soon um, based on the loop in the third anime and but it's going more it's following more of the um, the police chief as opposed to loop in the third so I mean it does sound really good because I mean you know ITV studios they they do great programming I mean they do they bring us broad church um, mm. for crying out loud so I mean you know they bring us uh 
blanking on the Downton Abbey. That's from ITV. So, I mean, you know, there's good programming that comes out of there. Um, if this is the same ITV that I am thinking of. And so, had you ever watched Cowboy Bebop? I haven't. I am not a big anime fan. Um, and I, I hate to burst your bubble, but I found on japantoday.com uh, that this is, in fact, going to be an American-made series. Um, That's producer pretty- Prison Break, yeah. Last Man Standing, Teen Wolf. Chris yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's wait, Chris Yost. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so see so that has my faith right there, because no. Chris Yost, he, um, Marty Adelson, he does he does pretty pretty good work himself. Um, because like you've said, you know, Last Man Standing. That's where I last heard him was mm-hmm. on the show Last Man Standing, and. Um, so yeah, I could see this going into full fledged production because um, he's all of a sudden free because you know Last Man Standing isn't being made anymore, right? Um, but Cowboy Bebop, I mean, it it so even saying that it's not like okay, it's gonna suck. I think there's gonna be more. Um, there's gonna be more criticism on it because, I mean, you look at Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was hmm. movie remake of a anime. Starred a white woman, so I could see a lot of people going, "Oh my gosh, you know, why aren't you casting Asians?" And I don't know why they sound really old, but they do in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, I look at this and I'm like, okay, I just want to see who's what, like what they've got set up. Who's going to pick this up? Um, you know, to air on the TV. You know, or is this going to be a Netflix or, you know, Hulu original or something like that? Like, I'm excited for that part. Uh, I'm still, you know, pretty excited for this. Um, Cowboy Bebop is actually a really good story. I, this is one of the first ones that I came into uh, Discovered Anime with. Um, it was this, Lupin the Third, um, the original Full Metal Alchemist, um, Big O. I mean, that stuff that aired in when um adult swim went into anime mm-hmm. you know, they had their saturday night anime block that's a lot of the stuff that i watched with the exception of um i believe uh inuyasha um yeah and uh beats saying uh, that you should ch- check out the soundtrack of the show that it is awesome i agree i don't remember exactly who, who was on the soundtrack but i do remember the sound sticking out to me you know while you know the soundtrack sticking out to me while i was watching it when i was younger yeah. um reading about the show and things like that, the description of it, it's definitely something that I would give a, give it a shot. A lot of the problem, like the stuff that I started out watching for anime, like my daughter is big in anime and, um, Oh crap. I can't remember the name of it. You guys might know it, but it's all, um, each character is like a different country. And it was just the weirdest thing I could ever, you know, watch. And it's like, they, it's like something Axis. Uh, oh, it'll sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it'll come to me. But you know that that wasn't that great. And then the I they made me watch um, Akira for um, Geek Cinema Society when I was a guest on there, and that movie I was so confused. And it was funny because I went <laughs> after the fact and read the Wikipedia article about. Um, 
Akira. And after reading the article, I understood the movie a lot more. But I was like, where the hell was all this in the movie? So yeah. I might just not be of the right mindset, or it may just be that I'm going down the wrong path watching the wrong ones. But I mean, this sounds interesting. I like the idea of, um, you know, galactic bounty hunters. I mean, that definitely sounds like yeah. Up yeah, my alley. No, definitely. That's where I think, you know, if you could find um, where this is uh, available to watch streaming, this is definitely one that it is easy to get into. Um, oh, Trigon is another one that that I that I started watching that I really love, and also I think would be good to get into as well. Because I mean, basically, Cowboy Bebop is Firefly. You know, it's okay. it, with the exception of um, there's no Nathan Fillion or um. Okay, I, and I get it. Yes, it came before because Beat's going. You know, the other way around, Winky Face. To say something is, you know, I'm going off of what he knows here. Yeah. You know, so I'm going off what you know. You you know Firefly. So to compare it to be like, okay, yes, it's a lot like Firefly mm-hmm. and, and all that. Yeah. Um, the show I was trying to think of was called Hitalia Axis Powers. Okay. Uh, that was that anime that my daughter really liked. So Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely say check it out. I mean, it's... It is really good, and I'm 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 excited for to see this live action TV mm-hmm. series. If it you will you will know it is good if it stays on my radar as I'm watching it. Yeah, because that is the problem with watching too much TV is like very quickly something would be interesting to me, mm-hmm. but I just ain't got the time. Like there's too much. Yep, I agree. And, and the third story that we got. And you'll sense a pattern here with this um, is I Zombie and Veronica Mars's Diane Regrero Wright, yes, is that right? Um, is remaking Misfits for the USA. So a while ago, like a long, like a long, long time ago, um, there was rumors of a of Misfits, which is a UK TV uh, series, um, coming to America, and at one point. One of the uh, stars of the show was going to be, was going to come over and and do it. Um, but now we have um, the co-creator, producer, and writer for I, I Zombie, Diane Regrero, uh, writes is stepping up and doing it, and it's this is actually going to be on the TV channel Freeform. Um, not gonna lie, when I first heard that, this it was a weird choice because um the basic premise of the show is you have four or five i think five or six teenagers or or young adults who are in the british version of juvie um or or not juvie i'm like like uh parole like like juvenile detention parole sort of deal yeah um and they are out picking up trash at their local community center when lightning storm they get powers um and it's a lot raunchy in aspects because i mean again it's it aired on channel four over in the uk after 10 p.m um which means they could swear Mm. and they could have you know more 
you know, adult topics. Um, and this is also where we get, um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, the actor in Game of Thrones who played Ramsey Bolton. Right. This is where he comes from. Yep. And this, sh- <laughs> this show is credited with giving one of the best lines ever. Going back to, uh, we talked about this before with like American remakes, uh, you know, British remakes and American remakes of the other shows. This gave you the best line from uh, uh, the actress Lauren Cohen, or uh, Lauren Cohen on here. I'm a fucking rocket scientist. In that regard, like like fucking f u f o o k i n g, with her accent, and I'm like, that's the best line. Um, so it's, I guess the quick way to say it is, it's like heroes. Mm-hmm. Without the writer strike, yeah, <laughs> and in England, yeah. um, but no, it's so good. I am curious because of the fact that it's going to be on ABC. Oh, well, it's going to be on Freeform, you know, formerly ABC Family. Right. So I don't know how they're going to handle some of the, you know, overtly sexual situations that are in here. Hmm. Um, and I'm also curious as to who they get cast in in this and how it's how it's going to be. I'm curious about all this stuff, to be honest. You know, I the freeform thing. The the thing that threw me at first was when I heard it was ABC, and I went, "Ah, oh, this this isn't going to work because network television just has pissed me off so bad in the last couple of years because they're so quick to pull." Um, yeah, you know, shows after one season, after half a season. Um, like the the show uh powerless did you watch that yeah yeah, that one the dc uh superhero show right yeah where none of them had powers they worked in research and development at wayne industries you know yeah a a light-hearted it was funny you know it it was just starting to get its feet under it i think and they yanked they pulled the plug on it and so putting it on freeform i almost feel like it's going to get a chance more to develop than just, you know, you got to hit it right out of the box and you're, or you're done. Yeah. But this is, this is also the network that has a pretty stacked lineup mm-hmm. because coming out in the same time is going to be um, new warriors, you know, with uh, the new uh, Marvel com- comedy starring squirrel girl. Mm-hmm. This is also where you're getting Cloak and Dagger. This is where you already have established shows like Stitchers and Pretty Little Liars, which is ending um, real soon. And, you know, you've got quite a bit of shows that are already, um, you know, Shadowhunters that are already here and established. So it's it does become, okay, how are they going to set this up differently? Hmm. Because you could, I could see comparisons to Shadowhunters. The only difference being Shadowhunters seems like all the girls are skinny, like super, like rail thin model type, where Misfits, if they stay truer, true to how, like the casting in with it was with in the uh, UK version, they covered the whole spectrum. I mean, you didn't have like, the girls had curves. It wasn't like, if I turn sideways, you won't see me. Yeah. Sort of deal. 
don't know. I'm still excited. I just I just think it's going to be weird for it to happen or for where the network is coming out on. Well, having seen iZombie and Veronica Mars, is it Diane Ruggiero right the the correct person for this? I mean, is she going to do it justice, do you think? Or, you know, do we have something to worry about there? I think she'll be fine mm-hmm. just because of the fact that I she with these shows there a lot of it they, they hit they hit on the humor with these shows mm-hmm. yes now I, i've i've seen the veronica mars movie haven't seen the tv show, show um and i've watched i zombie and the humor in both of those is really good it's it's a different kind of humor than what than what the original misfits was but at the same time that could be that could be okay mm-hmm. i mean because i I, as a fan of Misfits, wouldn't want to see the same show again, but with American, you know, with American accents and American actors. I mean, we talked about, you know, we, we were looking at, and you pulled up the Wikipedia list for, you know, the list of American television shows that are based on British TV shows. Um, and, you, you know, and even skipping the reality slash game shows um, that are in there. You look at shows like Skins or The Inbetweeners, um, both of which aired on Channel 4 in the UK and then was remade over here on MTV. Skins got criticized. Skins, the American version, I thought was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they were on the wrong network. MTV was the wrong network, and our sensibilities are wrong for that show yeah because there was a lot of a lot of parents saying there's the show's showing kids like underage kids having sex and it's like um no the only one that they actually show in any real real risque like oh here's her bare back or anything like that was 18 Mm. and was 18 when filming the show and like the most was like oh they're like the like a guy's groping a girl you know like over the clothes and stuff like that but like it's like i felt like it was that show was true to what it was compared to the uk it actually toned down because the first season of of the skins over there you had full frontal nudity you had all sorts of stuff that you're like and like it surprised you in in that way um, and then in betweeners, it seemed like it fell like with it being comedy. It, it fell. It had this weird line where they would do things that they hadn't done over in the UK, but then they would do episodes that were fully based off of the uh, an episode from the UK, and that stuff doesn't really translate well with comic with uh, comedies. Um, and this list, I mean, gosh, this list is gigantic because, I mean, let's not forget, you know, the one of the biggest shows to come to America from there, The Office. Right. I mean, The Office was a success here and over, you know, and over there. Um, and, I mean, you know, Faulty Towers was tried over here a couple times. Um, you know, Hell's Kitchen was made over here. You know, House of Cards. Um, 
you know, they've tried the IT crowd, mm-hmm. you know, numerous times. Um, I mean, I actually wouldn't consider the Little Britain one, and little then Little Britain USA as a spinoff because that was just more the same thing. But that's just me critiquing the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, they had some really interesting ones on this list. Yeah. You know, really didn't make it very uh, well here in the U.S. And we had talked about, um, is it Being Human kind of got really panned. Being uh, Yeah, and here's the thing. Being Human is one of the rare shows where the British show had and they did a full series they did full run telling stories on both sides but i think the british one had more seasons than the american and uh, and usually it's the other way around like the office had three seasons and a christmas special over and over in britain here it was what 10 30 and how many seasons like you know it was a lot yeah um you know shameless is another one shameless had three seasons over actually i think shameless only had two over over there in the UK. And that's where we got that's where we got, you know, James McAvoy. Because mm-hmm. that was where he like his first show. And here they're on season eight. Yeah. The House of Cards is another House of Cards was four episodes in the original UK version and they're on their fourth season here. Yeah. Thirteen episodes a piece usually for Netflix shows. So yeah, and, and you know the thick of it. That's another one. It's where we got Peter Capaldi before this. Um, they made, they tried to do it, um, the thick of it over here on ABC, but then that's where we get Veep because it has the same um, Armando Iannucci and the same team of writers as the thick of it. Um, you know, and let's not forget how difficult it's been to get an American Top Gear. Yeah. I mean, that's the big one right there. I mean, and good God, I so hope that the um, the new one that's going to be on BBC America, the new BBC uh, Top Gear America is going to be good because they've been advertising the hell out of that show. It's like, if that if that sucks, I'd be like, um, guys, you're, um, uh, you guys advertise the crap out of this. And yes, and as B's pointing out, you know, we hope that Richard Hammond heals, um, um, heals fast after his, after that that crash. And ugh, that dude, I swear, must be made of rubber because he's. I think he's done, done two crashes like this now, and yeah. has come across relatively unscathed. Right. I mean, the fact that he wasn't more hurt is you know yeah. nothing short of, you know, he definitely. The look of that crash was just horrific, and it's you just hold your breath waiting to see what happens. And then he was able not to walk away, but to you know to escape it in relatively you know good condition, considering what we just saw. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it though for the news. And we are going to take a quick break and let you know that there's a couple ways that you can help us out here um you can join the producers and hosts of the of the show and donating money to keep the lights on basically this is a way for you to 
for for you to help us you know keep the wordpress going keep the you know all the you know the domains going to where they are so they don't go to the you know the the blank generic landing page at godaddy of hey this this thing's available you do that one of two ways you can go to patreon and donate as little as a buck a month i mean that's that's cheap and that's you know a monthly payment or the other thing go to amazon buy your and buy stuff we have a link on our on gncast.com support and you click through there and then you just do your normal shopping on amazon we're you're giving us bezos money that is freaking awesome so i mean just do it i don't mean to sound like shia labeouf there but i mean you know basically it's so easy why not do it all right we are back talking the else views and um sean i want to start with yours because yours sounds really really cool yeah this was actually uh, a book that i got off of the amazon kindle app i i have the kindle unlimited where i pay so much a month and then i get uh access to thousands and thousands of books and uh this one is a kind of a comedy book uh it's called starship grifters and it's by a an author named robert crows and if you're familiar with uh you familiar with the television show psych i love psych oh also quick news story okay. they're coming back they're doing a movie this winter Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, Psych is is probably one of my all time favorite television shows, and this book is kind of like Psych meets Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, it's about uh, this character Rex Nihilo or Nilo, and he is a con man. He's an intergalactic con man, and he goes on all these weird adventures like selling the same guns to like four different groups of people and faking (laughs) you know faking them out of their money and he's got a robot sidekick so it's almost like uh zaphod beeblebrock's traveling around with marvin the android but beat than marvin was um and the 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 robot has this great gag that if he forms an original thought he immediately shuts down for 15 seconds and then has to reboot and he can't remember what the original thought was. So a lot of times, like when they're really in, in peril, they try to get the robot to, to do something and the robot comes up with an idea and then immediately shuts down and they're stuck trying to, you know, work around it. And uh, the book was a lot of fun. There's uh, several books that I set to come out next month, uh, but this is the first, is prequel that's a short story it's about 30 or 40 pages um, and starship grifters basically picks up where that left off but you don't need to read that but it was good i mean it was definitely a good introduction it made me want to read starship grifters um but that's really the uh the one that i wanted to recommend was that book by robert cross just a lot of fun got me back into reading in a big way yeah no that sounds really cool and with you saying mentioning psych i would i want to be like can you spot the pineapple behind me? Um, be- <laughs> well, yeah, the psych references, like there's references to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Star Wars, Star Trek, Starship Troopers, you know, basically all these great sci-fi stuff. There's little nods to it, like, you know, the red shirts and uh, the stormtroopers yeah. not being 
hit anything and all that stuff. So um, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And that's kind of why I, I compare it to Psych is because of all the references to other works and things. Yeah. No, that sounds really cool. And I th- definitely think I'll be getting that here. Um, so the... Uh, real quick, the comic book I'm going to talk about because I'm going to talk about comic book is Black Bolt, and this is written by um, by uh, Saladin Ahmed, and it's the art is done by Christian Ward, and the covers are done by Christian Ward, and this is actually a interesting thing, um, an, an interesting take on this whole. It's this comes after um, Inhumans versus X Men in marvel this is going on while secret wars is going or secret empire is going on and basically black bolt finds himself on a um you know on a hidden prison thing with crusher creel aka the absorbing man and his power is not working so he can talk and stuff like that and he's basically he's in a prison that was originally made or was he was originally going to be sent or his brother maximus the mad was originally going to be sent to this is it the first the first two issues have come out so far i have to tell you this is such great storytelling here by both the writer and the artist too much i feel like in comics and there have been um articles that will back this up the writer gets all the credit or you know a lot of people come in because of the writer this is one of the times where i did not know the writer i do not know if i've if i've read anything by salad and ahmed um but i do know i've seen christian ward's art he did um with uh matt fraction over at image he did um the odyssey book the ody hyphen c book and that the art in there oh my goodness is beautiful um and so i no I, I cannot recommend this enough it is really quick reading because each issue i believe is only like 23 pages um and this is definitely one that i am that i'm actually probably gonna put this on my poll list um because it's been you know oh it's out okay i grab it and stuff but i think i'm actually gonna be like i want my own copy i want one that's you know just for me not anyone else but I highly recommend this book. Um, has not let me down once uh, so far. So yeah, that has. And we're getting Black part of the Inhumans, aren't we? Coming yeah, Black Bolt. A- yeah, Black Bolt is going to be one of the Inhumans with uh, Maximus the Mad, played by um, the same actor who gave who played Ramsey Bolton in Game of Thrones. Um, and is also in Misfits. So there's a there's a three-part tie-in for our show here, folks. <laughs> Bring it all back around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is going to do it for the Else Views. And we will be right back after I read this plug. You got a little extra time on your hands? You want some experience as a social media manager? Well, we're looking for you. The Galactic Network is in search of someone to help us step up our Facebook slash Twitter slash Instagram slash Patreon game. 
Oh, did we forget to mention that this position pays the wonderful salary of zero? And if you work really hard, we could double that. But if you have the passion for community building, are into sci-fi, horror, gaming, comic books, the paranormal, and other similar topics, we'd love to hear from you. You could email contact at GNCasts, that's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. All right, our final segment of the evening is, hey, Sean, them E3s are going on. Did you know that? I did. <laughs> I, I heard a little something about it on social media uh, and everywhere I turn. <laughs> yeah. So Sony, so the big three, um, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox um, had their press conferences. Uh, Nintendo actually had it this morning. Um, well, this morning over in LA, it's like it was like noon here. Um, but the big ones, I think, out of the three council, out of the three, you know, council manufacturers i'd have to give it to xbox because they've got the one x you know the it's the true 4k uh console formerly known as project scorpio will be released worldwide november 7th for two uh five hundred dollars in the u.s or four four hundred fifty pounds in the uk um and microsoft is promising 22 new ex- or new exclusive games through 2017 and 2018 including Forza Motorsport 7, Metro Exodus, and Anthem. Anthem looked beautiful. Yeah. Anthem, I saw that game. Yeah, I saw that gameplay footage, and I could not tell if this was story mode, like I was seeing computers that were in there, or if this was all like this, like four developers on the team that were playing this game. And I don't care that I couldn't tell that. Um, so the big thing with the Xbox One X is that, like I said, it's a 4K console. It's giving, like, there's going to be a lot of processing power and stuff. And the thing that's playing the picture slideshow behind me is the One S. That only does 4K streaming of movies, like, of, of other entertainment besides games, and 4K movies. This will do the gaming at 60 frames a second. Um, and so a lot of the games are getting a 4K update. That you've already purchased the cool the cool thing is and i would love to see this happen for a while um is with this refresh none of the old games like that you have now like i've got five or six games uh disc games back there those will work with the one x that's the cool part um sony announced a bunch of games uh, as did Nintendo, but everyone's focusing in on Nintendo because um, Nintendo basically announced their the rest of the lineup for this year for the Nintendo Switch. You've got Yoshi for the Nintendo Switch and Kirby. Um, Mario Odyssey, will be, is, which is coming out in October, I believe. Um, they announced a new Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime 4, a Pokemon game coming out later. Oh, and um, one other game that um, I believe everyone else in the console world and PC world have, Rocket League is coming to the Xp- or to the uh, Nintendo Switch. That got me excited, and it's going to have the crossplay. So that right there is big. Um, but no, as I mean, as for the games, um, we have a link to a Wired.co.uk article, um, that has a, a lot of the gameplay trailers. 
I know what a lot of people are going to be talking about would be like games like Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, like that one, which was announced from Ubisoft. Um, a lot of people love Beyond Good and Evil. And then this is just, you know, like this is what everyone had been asking for. Um, the Elder Scrolls Skyrim in VR with the PlayStation VR, um, which is good because I haven't seen a lot of people really clamoring for the PlayStation VR. Um, you know, uh, who was it? Um, Insomniac Games is working on a new Spider-Man uh, for the PlayStation 4. Um, which, I mean, if you get past the white spider on the costume, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's just the, the outfit looks really weird. Um, Forza Motorsport 7 looks is going to be it will run at 4k at 60 frames per second and in hdr over on the xbox so the cars are going to look so nice you're going to be like i'm actually driving this you know porsche 911 or you know whatever car while you're sitting on your butt in your couch mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, so what, what like looking through here at the games what are some of the games that stick out for you um, you know, I take a slightly different approach to a lot of these games. And one of the things that, that actually looks really intriguing to me is the game Cuphead. <laughs> um, it's Xbox One. It's a run-and-gun action game inspired by 1930s cartoons. And it, you, you see the, the just the picture there in the article. And it just it looks like the old Mortimer Mouse style uh, of animation and it's yeah. just so looking to see them do a game um in that kind of style i thought that was really neat i'm also big on like couch co-op uh mm-hmm. so the, the a way out looks like that would be something that might be really fun to play like with my son or something like that uh you know it's a it says it's a let's like an escape game a prison escape game um yeah two-player co-op played entirely in split screen either online or in local co-op and that's that's one thing that that you know me and my kids are always looking for is new games to do local co-op and the other thing that really excited me is and it's not mentioned in that article uh, but we do have another article from uh, gamasutra.com and that is the PlayLink mobile input uh, yeah. that we announced and basically what they're doing for the PS4 is if you've ever played the Jackbox party games, they basically the the game is on the television and everybody logs in on their phone to a website and puts in a room code and then plays, answers the questions, draws the pictures, whatever on their phone or their tablet. Um, And this looks like it's going to be a whole nother set of games that Sony's going to put out that uses that same type of technology and they're all going to be in the party game mode, which is something my family really enjoys. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this. We play Jackbox at least like twice a month yeah, and we love it. It is so damn funny to just sit there and, and play and, you know, and it's great because you get to do up to eight players. So if you've got a big, bigger group, it's, it's even more fun. Um, I looked at this and, and I thought, well, you can you can go one of two ways. You can either look at this and say Sony is ripping off Jackbox, or 
hey, we're getting a whole lot more Jackbox without it having to be Jackbox. And, yeah. and I think one of the nice things is the very first one they're releasing um, is going to be free for the uh, PlayStation Plus members. That's going to be their, mm-hmm. their first game in July, which is actually how I found out about this was uh, there was a link about them announcing the first free game for July, and I clicked on it to see what it was, and I found out about this play link, and I'm like, oh, this is... Uh, for those of you who like the party games and like Drawful and Quiplash and all those things, um, I think we're going to get a lot of similar things like that from Sony. I think they they have several games in development, and it's just that um, that first game is going to be free, which I think is uh, pretty yeah. cool. A lot of people hooked, you know. No, yeah. Um, two of the other games I'll mention, one is a personal – well, both of them I'm wanting, but one is more personal that I really like. Um, because I'm in the middle of playing um, the game beforehand, which is a sequel, but a prequel, um, is Life is Strange Before the Storm. I'm in the middle of playing uh, on my PC right now, um, Life is Strange. It's it's a five-part episodic um, game where you're playing as this girl at this like uh, academy, college-type uh, place, and you go through and you realize you have the power to turn back time. Um, you know, much like the song, you know, but you can only do it so far. You can only go so far back. Um, otherwise, you know, brain hemorrhage or whatever. And the, so seeing this, I did not know they were even working on a sequel to Life is Strange. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm only on episode, I think I'm on episode three of the original um, but the soundtrack on there, amazing. Um, you know, it's like I would buy the CD of the Life is Strange soundtrack if I could find it. And I probably could find it. I just haven't really looked. Um, but then the other one that's, you know, a lot of people, and this is one I actually watched at work. Like I'm sitting here with my my phone, my headphones plugged into it, watching this while I'm supposed to be selling phones. Um, I mean, while I am, there's no one around and I'm still selling phones and stuff like that. Um, but Star Wars Battlefront 2. So this is, you know, the sequel to Star Wars Battlefront. It's going to actually have a single-player campaign. That's what, that's yes, honestly, that, that single-player campaign alone and having um, the actress who played uh, Shiva Kamini Komasala from um, the, the League in there, that is what is getting me to where, like, that's, you know, basically, if they had a, First person cam- or single player campaign in Battlefront One, I would have bought that because it's twenty bucks right now. But yeah. because it's basically you know, multiplayer, you know, get in there multiplayer. This and this, yep. it's going through all three eras. You know, you got some of the prequel stuff. The single player campaign is going to bridge between Episode Six and uh, The Force Awakens. Um, so all that looks really cool. The other thing that I'll mention is Nintendo is going the way of Xbox and Sony, but they're doing it cooler. So Nintendo with the Nintendo switch, and this is something my friend told me. So this is, um, I'm that one guy that, that heard it third hand. So some of the information might get tweaked a little bit. Um, but so, uh, Microsoft, Nope. Nintendo is, um, going to do a, a, a version of Xbox Live. They're going to do a live, you know, to play your uh, the multiplayer games. You have to have this service. It's going to be twenty dollars a year. 
I don't think it's in this article. Um, it's gonna be like twenty dollars a year. But with Xbox, how you have the games with gold, this is gonna give you access to their full back catalog. You know, so everything they have available that you can play on the Switch, it's gonna be available. Cool. No, every two months or every two weeks, we're gonna switch out one or two of the games to bring in something else for you, and then we're gonna do free play weekends. None of that crap. It's just be like, oh, you want to go play Super Mario Three? Well, download it. There you go. <laughs> sort of deal. That stuff is really cool. And we're still in. That was just the press conferences that we talked about. There's still, um, you know, like days on the floor where you'll you'll see, you know, like uh, the Verge and Gadgets and you know all these other IGN on the floor doing floor reports uh, throughout the next like two or three days. Um, is there anything else that uh, really interested you from the hearing some of the things no i mean that's i i i think it's interesting that there's two pretty big titles coming out that are pirates um there you got the, the skull and bones and then you've got the uh sea of thieves so i think pirates yeah. uh, come back no yeah so i thought that was and the the other thing i i definitely agree with you about the star wars thing because we got our PlayStation four for Christmas and it was the star Wars battlefront bundle. Um, and so, I mean, we got it free with it and all of us in my family said the exact same thing is the one thing that this game is missing is the single player campaign. So seeing that they're doing that with battlefront two, inclined to go and get that. If it was, if it was like one, I wouldn't be interested, but having the single player campaign, being able to run around in, in, you know, in the Star Wars universe is pretty cool. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Sean. Yes. What would you say if you had a HTC Vive and one of those like penny horse things that went and moved? What would you say if that was a game? Hmm. I think it'd be interesting. Well, sir, get yourself a ticket, and let's. We're going to Japan. We're going to Tokyo, because this is coming to Namco or Bandai Namco's um, Tokyo Arcade. This is Mario Kart Arcade GP VR. It'll run off of an HTC Vive headset, and the players will be controlling the action in Mario Kart-styled arcade chairs with built-in steering wheels for driving and motion controller wristbands to allow you to actually throw items at your opponents. I saw this That's yeah, I saw this article at work. The and off of the image alone, I'm like done, I want to talk about it. Um <laughs> and because the image was you sitting in like your Luigi and there's a turtle shell right there. I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, where can I oh, fuck Tokyo? When's this coming to Michigan?" When is this coming to anywhere in America? <laughs> you know, something that's not going to require a passport for me to go play this game. I've got a honeymoon coming up next year. I don't know if I can convince my fiance to go to Tokyo just to play video games for the honeymoon. But <laughs> No, no. See, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You say, let's go to Japan. It'll be awesome. And then, hey, um, I heard about this place over here. Can we go there? And then there you go. You're You're there. And she's like, Come on, Sean. Come on, let's go, Sean. 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 This is for doing it for Elsnerts. 
<laughs> I gotta get a report in. Greg's gonna be upset if I don't get it. <laughs> that's that's been my new excuse for watching anything I want on television. I gotta watch this for the show. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, that's part of the reason why I justify watching the stuff that I do for myself. Like it's like, well, I gotta watch it for the show, and then I never talk about the shows. <laughs> But no, honestly, this sounds so cool, um, and it's 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 gonna be in Shin, uh, Shinjuku, Tokyo, over in the Namco Bandai's new VR zone arcade. So there's probably gonna be, oh, this whole so they checked out the zone VR zone location. It involves piloting mechs, driving trains, and rescuing kittens. Start out great with piloting mechs. Oh hell yeah! But then rescuing kittens. Oh, come here, kitty. Come here, kitty, kitty. You know, that part is just sort of where it loses me a little bit. You know, and I know the perfect place to put this in America, too, is probably in the uh, the big Nintendo store right there uh, by Rockefeller Center in New York oh, City. Oh, yeah. Or, or uh, Mall of America. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, any of them giant malls. We got one here, over by Detroit. Um, it's like the Great Lakes Plaza or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Um, basement where they, yeah yeah basically anywhere that has a legoland should have <laughs> or you know like lego store should have this yeah. in there too all right well i think that's just about gonna wrap it up here for us but you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail hey if you're from japan and you've played this please call or email because i want to hear what your thoughts were um hopefully you speak english and can say it in english because i can't translate japanese um but you can you can do this by contacting contacting us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966 or emailing us mail at elsnerds.com and it's mail as in i have a letter not mail as in i am a um all of our subscription links and um options can be found over at gncast.com slash subscribe you can join us on our facebook page under Galactic Networks over at facebook.com slash galactic netcasts. You can follow the show and the network over at Twitter at Nerds, and um, the sh- network is at Galactic Netcasts. Our producers are at Beatmaster80. Evan is at Mr. Underscore Fusion. I'm at that Gregor. You can find Corey's stuff at Don't Ask Comics. And I skipped a spot and forgot about it. Sean, where can people find you? At S. Burns PA. Yes, Sean, as I called him at the top of the show, alternative Corey. Um, Other Corey. He's, he's, yeah, he's he's going to be joining us here this summer. It'll be fun. Um, we're welcoming in here because he is our brother from another area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the final thing to be said is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you next week. Or else. 